This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, October 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Meat industry sues California. Bioeconomy gets White House focus and Vilsack pessimistic on early China deal. Meat industry sues California over Prop 12 animal confinement law. The North American Meat Institute, the NAMI, filed a lawsuit at a Los Angeles federal court Friday challenging the constitutionality of a state ballot initiative that voters approved last year. The lawsuit seeks a permanent injunction against the confinement ban, which will start to be phased in in January. The North American Meat Institute CEO Jillian Potts said in a written statement, Prop 12 hurts the family on a budget with higher prices for pork, veal, and eggs and unfairly punishes livestock producers outside of California by forcing them to spend millions more just to access the California market. Potts argued the law will dictate farming across the nation since it pertains to all meat sold in California. A state review found the cost of building and maintaining new housing for animals will likely lead to a rise in consumer prices. The report also notes that many companies have already been moving towards more space for animals. Spokesperson Jim Monroe told AgriPulse the National Pork Producers Council has also opposed the law and is considering its next steps to address the concerns. Monroe said, we are particularly concerned the law will put high-quality protein out of reach for families on a budget and that it will force small farms to sell out or consolidate. Now, on that note, a coalition of groups filed a motion last month to permanently block the state from applying a Prop 65 label on glyphosate. In 2018, a federal judge ruled the cancer warning was inherently misleading and granted a preliminary injunction against the labeling. This petition seeks to make that injunction permanent. The plaintiff also include wheat, corn, grain, and soy trade groups, as well as Monsanto and CropLife America. California and Mexico sign MOU on Sustainable Agriculture. The Memorandum of Understanding is aimed at knowledge sharing between CDFA and Mexico's Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Development. The agencies will also partner on food safety, workforce development, and plant and animal health. Secretary Kieran Ross writes in a CDFA blog post that the proactive work plan will be implemented over the coming months. As the International Affairs and Trade Representative for the Administration, Lieutenant Governor Alina Kalanikas, helped broker the agreement. In a written statement, she said it will help us address labor conditions and understand the root cause of migration among those that grow our food. Remember, Governor Newsom also traveled to El Salvador in April to examine the root causes of migration. A decade-long drought has decimated crops in this region. It has led to poverty, starvation, and more than 100,000 neighboring Guatemalans to travel to the U.S. border last year, with many more predicted for this year. DPR to discuss new regulations on 1-3-D at Workshop. DPR is hosting a workshop on October 17th in Sacramento to explore additional measures to protect bystanders and residents from exposure to the fumigate known as 1-3-D. The workshop will discuss the proposed regulations along with the detection levels DPR is targeting and the timing for rollout. 
The workshop will also include time for public comment and will be streamed online. Remember, DPR recorded spikes in its readings last year for 1-3-D in the city of Shafter, triggering an effort aimed at further mitigation. Dow AgroSciences had disputed DPR's interpretation of the readings, calling the screening levels misaligned and lacking the best available science. DPR also reported recently that VOC emissions from 1-3-D are on the rise. White House puts focus on biotech. The White House will be putting a focus today on biotechnology and its potential uses in manufacturing as well as agriculture. Deputy Agriculture Secretary Steve Sinsky will speak at the Summit on America's Bioeconomy this morning, and there will also be representatives from other departments and agencies as well as several academics and corporate leaders. The summit is hosted by the Office of Science and Technology Policy, which is responsible for coordinating the administration's biotech policy across the array of departments and agencies that have a role in it. Also today, EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler will be in North Dakota to talk about his agency's rewrite of the Waters of the United States rule that defines the jurisdiction of the Clean Water Act. EPA last month finalized the repeal of the 2015 rule issued by the Obama administration's Waters Rule. Wetlands in the upper Midwest have been a major focus of the decades-long debate over the reach of the Clean Water Act. China talks resume this week. A high-level Chinese delegation is due in Washington this week to resume negotiations with the Trump administration. But former Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says a resolution to the trade war is probably, quote, a long way off. I'm not optimistic about this because the issues are so basic to the Chinese economy, said Vilsack, who is now president of the U.S. Dairy Export Council. I think there are political considerations both here and there that make it more difficult to get an agreement in the short term. He suggested to AgriPulse that there could be small deals with China similar to what was done with Japan. And the dairy industry is benefiting from China's purchase of whey protein and whey permeate to rebuild the hog industry that is stricken by African swine fever. Trump denies linking talks to Biden probe. Last week, President Trump created a stir when he appeared to tie Joe Biden and his son to the trade war with China. But Trump now denies that a trade deal with China will depend on whether the Chinese help investigate the Biden family. I want to do a trade deal with China, but only if it's good for our country. One thing has nothing to do with the other, he told reporters Friday when asked about the Biden link. Now keep in mind, Senator Marco Rubio of Florida told reporters that Trump wasn't serious about getting the Chinese to investigate the Bidens. He's just needling the press, knowing that you guys will be outraged by it, Rubio said. WTO sets a meeting to advance U.S. tariffs on EU. The World Trade Organization has scheduled a final meeting for October 14th before the U.S. can implement retaliatory tariffs on the EU as punishment for its subsidization of Airbus. The meeting of the dispute settlement body is largely a formality, but it's a necessary step before the U.S. can move ahead with tariffs on $75 billion worth of European goods. That, according to U.S. officials who say the plan is to levy the new import taxes by October 18th. Technically, the U.S. could be blocked by what the WTO calls a negative consensus, although that gambit, which requires all WTO members to block a dispute decision, 
has never been used successfully. The U.S. plan is to hit European airplanes with a 10% tariff and agriculture and industrial goods with a 25% tariff. The list of European ag products that the U.S. is looking to impose tariffs on includes cheese, whey, butter, pork, peaches, pears, and cherries. Here's today's He Said It. The beauty is, it's working. That Michael Bacadoro, Executive Director of Dairy Cares, discussing on Valley Public Radio, California's fairly aggressive incentive program to reduce methane emissions from dairies. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, October 7th. Brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chuck Alley.